Hello there and welcome to this, the 186th episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rich Polly, and joining me today is uh, young Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And uh, to mark the occasion, it's only Alex Burt from the 186 Squadron podcast. Hello there. <laughs> Can we still say you're from the 186 Squadron podcast? Well, I mean, once upon a time, right? Once upon a time. The last time you created any X-Wing content was that podcast, so it stinks, Indeed. doesn't it? How are you doing, was only, it's like, been a while. Yeah, I, I think the last time we recorded was in like August or something, so... I think so. Yeah, I've almost forgotten how. <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, we haven't we haven't given up entirely. Um, well, like, not officially, anyway. Like, we'll get there in the end. It's just, scheduling is really hard when... Like, it's surprisingly hard when everyone sat around at home doing nothing. Like, who'd have thought? <laughs> um, we had a um, we had a similar hiatus on our podcast for it was about three months at the start of lockdown when we all just kind of entered the fugue state and just didn't want to, like, just didn't want to do anything really. Um, we just kind of all sit around and uh, Ben kicked us all up the butt and got us actually back recording again, which is uh, which was good. Um, that and the fact that you know Tim works in the NHS and has been flogging his guts out to actually you know prevent the pandemic from becoming even worse um so yeah anyway well enough of that getting on a bit serious again <laughs> suddenly heavy um all right so we've actually got loads of stuff to talk about because just while we were um while we were kind of chatting and and um going off uh, about what we were going to talk about um ffg not ffg amg have released an article about the contents or spoiling a few more of the contents of the phoenix cell sky strike academy and fugitives in collaboration squadron packs um that are scheduled to come out uh, next month in about six weeks or so so um we're going to talk about those um the kyber cup which uh, i was playing in i think uh, and tim as well um has come to uh, an end for me. Uh, spoilers, I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the cut is going That's, on at the moment. Be, you've been doing well cut-wise recently. I think this is the first one you've not made the cut. Yeah. Um, I, you've I been into four, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got four and two, but my MOV was shocking. So, um, it, it's, Yeah, uh, still didn't make the cut. Yeah, still didn't make the cut, but, you know, <laughs> went, went positive. So I'm always happy to go better than 3-3 three, three in a tournament. That's my... That's my target these days, so um, I was happy with that. Um, so we're going to talk about that, about some of the lists that went 6-0, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the first round of the Sith Taker Cup and some of the lists as well. So um, should we... Uh, well, Alex, anyway, you've got to tell us what you've been up to. Have you been playing much online X-Wing? I've been, I've been playing in the Sith Taker Leagues. Yeah. Um and I so when when the lockdown first started, I was I was playing in like three or four like weeklies at a time, um, and then that just got a little bit much. So I then I think was was it the end of the first tournament? Then there was that the knockout one where Tim absolutely smack spanked me, um, <laughs> which was the shortest event I've ever played in. It lasted forty five minutes. Um, <laughs> So yeah, knockout X-wing not for me apparently. Um, but yeah, the the Sith Taker League's been really fun, um, and that was the only one I kind of stuck with because I just kind of got a little bit bogged down with arranging games with people every week. Like that sounds a bit mean, but <laughs> it's just sort of trying to balance having sort of dinner at a stupid time and all of that was challenging. But yeah, like one or one or two games a week, 
Um, I've been flip-flopping between lists like a lot. Um, so I don't really know what's good at the moment, which is, you know, perfect for coming on your podcast and talking about X-Wing. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of what I love about the league, though, is that, like, last year I went full-on try-hard for, like, the first six games because I really wanted to get promotion. Didn't care if I won. So I was, like, picking things that I knew were strong enough. Um, so, like, you know, solid jousting blocks and things like that. Um, but what I normally use it for, like last year, and I'll probably do it next year, is to just go, I've just had a brainwave of this amazing list, which might be dreadful, but in my head, it's the best thing ever. And I've got a league game tonight, so let's do it. Um, and you throw it on the table and you see how it goes. Um, yeah. I guess the higher up the leagues you get, the less comfortable you are doing that, because like, you know, oh, I've got a league game tomorrow against Bartosh. Well, let's not throw some jank on the table or, you know, <laughs> You know, because you have to bring if you want to win the game rather than just you know have a have a have a game against somebody. Um, but yeah, it's um, I find the league a lot of fun for that, and it is yeah, good that totally. it's not it's not Swiss, so you you know you can be zero and six and get paired up against. Is it not? Six. I no, didn't no, even not. notice that. So no, there it's... is a reason for that. Um, with it being round robin, if somebody misses a game, it means that I can go back and put the score in, and it doesn't change anything. Ah, that totally makes sense. <laughs> Which is why people, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, we should do Swiss, Swiss, but then it means that every game had to be played hmm. each week. This way it gives people a little bit of leeway, like if something happens, like like Dom was moving house. So he was like, well, I'm not going to be able to play my next three games. Is it okay if I play them later? I'm like, yeah, just let your opponent know as soon as we drew the draw, then it's fine. Yeah, that's been really handy because I have missed a couple of rounds as well, um, like especially over Christmas. Yeah. Um, so catching up was pretty handy. So, so I missed one game, um, and then I looked at the table and realized I was in the middle somewhere. So I was not going to win it, but I was also not going down anywhere. So I was like, right, I'll just stay here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been, like, stuck in the, uh, uh, the second... The sec- is it Mandalore's the second one, right? Yeah, sorry, I was just coughing away. <laughs> so, like, yeah, comfortably plodding along, um, but with, like, some pretty shocking results. Like, the last round, I was sort of flip-flopping between trying to make Etta's work. And basically lost every game I played with Jedi in various iterations. And every time I got bored of losing, like I flipped back to the Malarus Swarm because I know that's good. <laughs> um, but I know it's not particularly pleasant for everyone to play against. So I just had to be a little bit careful who I was playing against. I didn't want to sort of like ruin someone's day by just turning up with all these FOs. You just got to sweep the leg a bit more, Alex. You're too nice. I think that is what it is. But like, if I if I don't really care about winning. Um, then like it's it feels bad you know like but sometimes i do because like i've just lost three games on the trot and i need to feel better about myself <laughs> some, some validation please yeah i think though like you are at the top end of the leagues people kind of expect to be against these solve lists top yeah top, kind like, of 32 worlds alex burt was it 32 16 uh top 16 top 16 um, worlds in, alex burt like 2018 yeah, and... still, you're still a scalp, Alex. You're still a scalp. That's the like the that was my peak though. Like I've I've been on a steady <laughs> decline ever since. Can can you still get um a set of templates from the Carolina crates by two hundred nilling somebody who's not done a podcast episode for eight months? I don't know. Like worth a try, right? Like there have been a few people that have two hundred owed me in um the league. In fact, um I don't think the crates even do X Wing anymore. They're all squadrons or something, aren't they? I don't listen anymore. They did a like a run of D and D podcasts, which were kind of well, the first 
It's like 20 minutes was fun, and then I got bored. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so uh, I guess we should talk about this article, shouldn't we? Since, you know, it's dropped while we're recording. So let's talk about it. Um, so uh, last week, I, the I week like before, to think that they dropped it for us. Just for us, yeah. So last yeah, week or the me. week before, they spoiled um, via stream these uh, packs that everybody knew were coming out anyway because the Polish distributor had um, shared pictures of them on the, online again um, and SKU numbers and stuff. So um, we've got a few spoilers that didn't come out already. Um, we've got uh, so we'll start off with the Phoenix Cell Squadron pack. Um, we know from the pictures that we've got Wedge Antilles in an A wing as I four, and we've got Hera in a B wing as I-6, and Sabine in an A-Wing as I-3. Uh, we haven't got any more information about those ships, but what we have got is that Hera is going to be turning up in an A-Wing for the Rebels at Initiative 6. What do you think, Ben? I think I prefer her in the A-Wing than the B-Wing, because like the token passing, with the fact that A-Wings are more manoeuvrable, could actually be useful. Like I kind of think in the B wing, it's just something that might happen every now and then. Yeah. Like if you don't use it, pass it on. Yeah. So a lot of people have been talking about um, why can't rebels have an I six A wing? So here they've got one. So <laughs> the RZ the RZ one, like make RZ one great again. Red hat wearing rebel crowd um, will be. Um, <laughs> went a bit weird there, <laughs> but they'll all be they'll all be perfectly cheerful while simultaneously being grumpy that it's not Tycho um, with his version one ability. Um, I am sad about know. that. He was awesome. He might still be in. You never know. They've. I remember at the last at the last nationals, there was someone flying. I think it might be Miles, and he had about like twenty or twenty five stress tokens on it. Oh, yeah. And every time he moved it, he just slapped them all down around it. It got to the point where people were getting giant stress tokens made and saying this counts for 10 because they couldn't carry enough cardboard tokens around with I've got I've got one that's uh, got a 5 on it instead of an S. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, I mean, so um, the ability, the same as the B-Wing, while another friendly ship at range 1 to 2 defender performs an attack, you can transfer a focus token, evade token, or a lock to that ship. Um, and then, uh, yeah, vector thruster. So after an action, you can do a red boost. So same as an A-Wing. Um, so the problem with these is they're not as good as RZ-2s because they haven't got a rear turret. Oh, wait. <laughs> Card number two that they've spoiled. Vectored cannons. <laughs> RZ-1. Gain a turret indicator. Treat the arc requirement of your primary front arc as a, a turret. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, it does say you can rotate it only to front or back as well. Um, so yeah, 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 it's um, it's a it's a turret for uh, Rebel A wings. Um, you lose your vectored thrusters ability, which is the ability to do a boost after you take an action, but you gain a system phase action to either do a red boost in the system phase or a red rotate action. So it's probably not as good because you're losing your reposition in uh, well, you're re you're losing the potential to double reposition um, or to focus on reposition but you're gaining a system phase boost. So that's a bit cheeky. Yeah, I played a bunch of RZ2s, and like my first reaction was like, oh, that's nowhere near as good because you can't like focus rotate or focus boost. But 
um like a lot of the time i well i played a bunch of i3s so a lot of the time i was moving and rotating before like my opponent had moved anyway so like i don't think that's too big of a loss and like system phase boosts are really strong so um you can do some crazy shenanigans with them especially with the um like i1s and blocking and stuff yeah, just, um, having an i6 is really neat you're just moving that stress um so instead of having it and it actually makes you better against some things like Sloan Swarms and um, a few other bits and bobs because instead of ending every turn with a stress and doing a blue to clear it, you're gaining a stress at some point during your turn. Mm. Um, and then you clear it with a blue move because your dial is entirely blue anyway. Um, and then you just take an action. So you don't get the the funky double repositions or the, you know, a lot of the fun. Um, it'll be actually interesting. I don't think... Do you take this with Jake? No. Or do you leave it off? I think you take it. Uh, I'll probably give it a go. Because like, being able to use his ability in the system phase could be quite nice. Oh yeah, because you could do a red boost and then hand a focus off to somebody that you're near before you move and take a focus of your own. Mm. And you could I do a barrel roll. Take and... take. You'd still be able to do a barrel roll and get a focus yourself without being stressed. Yeah. I'm not convinced it will like be the go-to staple to Jake card, but I'm definitely going to give it a go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do it's... like that. It's it's like obviously the the ship needed a turret or something because the only one that you ever see play is Jake. Um, but they've made it so it's a little bit different than the twos. So like it feels like a different ship still. Hmm. Yeah, it's neat. It's and neat. also, and it's it an excuse it. to bring the chunky A wings out. Yeah, like the, the new um the new paint jobs look really nice as well. Yeah, the green ones. They're pretty. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they're cool. There's I don't a... think I need any more A-wings to be fair. Oh, uh, I don't. I'm actually kind of crossed that they're three ship expansion packs. That's probably a separate rant though. <laughs> but why couldn't they have just made them two ship packs and then they'd have been a little bit more palatable? <laughs> Not forty five quid a pop, you mean? Is that yeah, basically. <laughs> But do you collect all seven factions? I mean, I did. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to buy all three. Uh, I, I think I... now, like, I'm so far behind. Like, I've bought a couple of Etters, and that's basically it in the last, well, year now. So I've got quite a lot to catch up on, so I'm probably not a seven-faction player anymore. <laughs> I mean, you can sell, like, two or three of your factions to fund catching up with the other four factions. So Yeah, but, like... Then what will happen is as soon as I've sold one, like something will come out or like come down in points that I'll immediately want to play and then regret my choices. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so can you sell out of resistance, please? That's just my ask. <laughs> He's not going to sell it to you, is he? <laughs> I don't want to buy it. I've got enough. But if you sell out of resistance and it comes down in points and becomes awesome, then suddenly resistance will be awesome and I'll be able to play it. So it's all ah, fair. Aren't resistance like really good at the moment, though? They are. Yeah. They are kind of good, yeah. Um, they're not really good. They're kind of, to use that silly Japanese slash American thing, they're kind of A-tier-ish, pushing upwards. Um, we'll talk about how good they are in a bit when we talk about Kyber results and stuff like mm. that. Um, because yeah, I beg a... to differ with what you just said. <laughs> they they are good. I'm not going to deny that. 
Um, so the other thing that they've spoiled from this Rebels box, skipping on, um, <laughs> <laughs> stop pressing about the fact I was wrong, was they have actually uh, put the um, the Super B-Wing cannon from Rebels in for uh, in, into the box. Um, caused a huge amount of excitement when we first read it. <laughs> until Tim pointed out that it was range two to four, which made us go, wait, what? And then realized <laughs> that it has an epic only symbol on it. So um, it is in there, but it's for epic only, which is probably good because uh, the ability is a bit bonkers. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you basically double the amount of damage that you take if it hits. So, you know, if That's one hit nonsense. goes through, it I was does just two. reading that. It's like, wowzers. Yeah, if one but, hit goes through, it does two. If hit crit goes through, it does two hits, two crits. If three hits goes through, it does six hits, and so on. Epic um, is a bit bonkers, isn't it, though, to be fair? Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody plays Epic. Well, not at the minute, definitely, but um, it'd be interesting. I own like... I own uh, every single Epic ship and two Gazantes, and I've played Epic once. I, own... um, no, I think I'm in the same boat, but I've played Epic zero times. <laughs> but the ships are amazing. They are. They look really good on my shelf. <laughs> are they and actually you need... on your shelf, Alex? Uh, I've got the Tantive on my shelf. You had to buy them in 1.0 because you needed the epic bases for your large base ships to go on because they look cool. And you well, also the first one I got was the Raider. That one card. Because <laughs> that, that had the, um, like the Vader fix in it. Yeah. And Palp. And Palp. And Palp, which everyone wrote off as crap before it came out. And then, well, how little did we know, eh? <laughs> that, that, 80, that 80 pound ship to get a single card or two cards out of it. Yeah. And uh, people people were just like, I need it because it looks good on my shelf, I guess. <laughs> no, you're, buying it, you're buying it for a bit of paper, aren't you? Just admit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's in there, and it's a it's a bonkers thing, but it's a, it's um it's epic only, which is probably good. Um, but famous C three PO, weren't it? Yeah, but then until they but brought then, out as a uh, promo card, didn't they? Yeah, I was just going to say it was a store championship thing, and you could pick him up for a fiver because there was literally hundreds of copies um, around <laughs> the place. But I think right up until like about a month before version two was announced, Palp was selling for about forty quid a card on eBay um, because mm. it was still cheaper than buying a Raider um, to just you know source a single one, um, but. It still still didn't make sense to buy a raider just to sell the palp card because you couldn't make a profit on it. Um, <laughs> but you know, anyway. Um, second one, Sky Strike Academy Squadron Pack. So this is the Imperial one. Imperial. Um, yeah, clear review. We've got Volt Scaris, um, Sienna Ree, and uh, Gideon Hask um, spoiled in the picture, which we kind of knew about already. Uh, so Volt Scaris is the commander of the Sky Strike Academy from Rebels. So he's the guy who flies the Defender. Um, and his uh, ability has now been spoiled. Um, initiative five action gain a strain token to recover a charge before you engage. You can spend a charge to perform an action. That's really cool, mm. like because so... you can do it early on, obviously. And defenders, like, can you imagine it shooting and then barreling out of arc and things like that? So it's before you engage. All right. Well, so he's got a barrel, a barrel roll out of arc and then shoot. But um, yeah, <laughs> if you block, if you block it before you engage, I engage, I boost, um, and <laughs> now I'm not where you thought I was, or a barrel roll out of somebody else's arc or whatever. Yeah, I would just take the target lock. Yeah, same. Yeah. That seems yeah. really strong. 
yeah so you get focus of eight after you move and then take a target lock when you engage or you boost so that you get a range one if you've already got mods or whatever so yeah um how do you feel about rich because you don't like defenders anyway i hate i hate defenders (laughs) and everything they do that makes them better makes me sad Um, (laughs) yes i think i firmly agree with you on that one like I, can't, I have a bit of a soft spot for him. I really like, especially like with the yellow one, because Jason painted me a yellow one for um, the system open. Yeah, last system open. So I've, I love them. <laughs> the thing is, I get that if you play with these, you probably love them. But if you don't play Imperials and your only experience of Defenders is somebody making you sad for... Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, hit a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. All right, we've we've just had a few gremlins, so you might not notice. But um, if there's a bit of overlap or some stuff skipped out or whatever, then um, that's why. Um, we're talking about Volt Scaris, um, who's the uh, Imperial new Defender I five pilot. Um, Gain a strain token to recover a charge. Before you engage, you can spend a charge to perform an action. And it looks from the card like he has one charge, but he loses a charge at the end of every turn because there's a little downward pointing yellow arrow. And we were just saying, oh, that's not as good as we thought it was because it defers his action rather than getting yeah, I guess, an extra I guess, one. I guess there's like edge cases where it's cool, but. I can't. Yeah, like with repositional actions and being an I five, like that's probably still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And so he's an I five defender, so he's going to probably come in at the same points cost as Rexler ish, give or take. Um, so he's still going to be ferociously expensive, and it gives him an extra weapon against I six moving. At, I I six is an I fives that move after him because he gets a reposition. If he wants to, he can get his free evade from full throttle and then he can, yeah, just say, well, I'll figure out what I'm going to do in a minute. Yeah. Like I mean, also block and then barrel roll and shoot stuff. So, like yeah. the I6, oh, what a shame, I don't have a target. I5 activates. Ah, I guess I'll barrel roll now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, this is, this is, this is officer thinking, Mr. Burt. Officer thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll we'll skip on from from Vault. So the next card that they uh, announced was a config actually for the Defender. Um, so uh, Imperial Tidy Defender, and they've got this keyword standardized, and it was on the config for the um, for the Rebel A Wing as well. So I'm not sure what that's about. But, Doesn't um, it mean that every ship of that type has to take it or something? Uh, Same as the um, independent calculations. Oh, so what, if you give one of them this, then they all have to take it? I think. I might be wrong, though. Oh. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's right. Okay. Um, so this TIE Defender Elite, decrease the difficulty of your turns. Oh, um, that leaves you a hard one. Uh, white, then. Increase the difficulty of your K turns. Um, oh. And replace your full throttle with a different ability, advanced fire control, after you perform a missile or cannon attack. If you have a lock on the defender, you can perform a bonus primary attack against the defender. So it's the old TIE D cannon title, um, but with some additional stuff, and you lose full throttle. So I think you didn't get full throttle last time. I think that's what the X1 gave you, didn't it? If I remember rightly, it decreased your points and gave you that the evade thing. Can't remember because TIE defenders are played by losers. 
<laughs> Do you have a large collection of them then? <laughs> Not a single one. There you hmm. go. So <laughs> I might own one after this box set comes out, though. You never know. Um, but yeah, so increases difficulty of your turn. So, like, really nice, um, really, really nice dial on the defender, but you're losing your um, your white K turn. But like, um, Riad doesn't. Um... How does that work with Riad? What does she do? She just lets Riad... you like flip around, doesn't she? Riad increase the difficulty anyway. Now I'd have to look. I haven't seen Riad on the table for a long time. And neither have I. Quick, somebody phone Dale. Which is weird because Riad used to be the defender of choice, didn't it? She did. You used to see that everywhere. Um. Contest so... doesn't die, Ad. If you yeah, execute yeah. a straight, increase the difficulty of the maneuver. If you do, execute it as a Koigan maneuver instead. Uh, so it's still she's she'll still do white K turns. No, she won't. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Difficulty no. of K turns. Increase. No, it'll, it'll be red ones, won't it? Because you can. It's only white K turns. Yeah, but all all of their straight moves are blue. So she'll Fair. her ability Fair. doesn't turn it into a K turn. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> what you said, Ben, I was right. Sweet. I'm not saying that, but maybe I wasn't 100% right. <laughs> but you're still wrong. Do you think this has got a spot? Or do you think it's still going to be... Um, it's not going to go onto defenders and people are just still going to play the other version? I mean, this could possibly reduce the cost of things as well, couldn't it? Like, because... The the full throttle ability is and the three green is what makes the defender the nonsense. So maybe maybe it lowered the price a little bit, like the old one. And it gives them double tap, which is really good. And blue yeah. turns. Yeah, and blue turns. Yeah, so reduce the price. Yeah. I'm just wishful thinking because I love defenders. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ship just looks so cool. I, I love defenders. That's why I've got so many of them. Oh, wow. I've just noticed that there's another TIE Defender, uh, but it's not a TIE Defender. It's called Sensitive Controls, replacing Auto Thrusters with the following. the next card? Yeah, the next card. So Auto Thrusters comes on... What is Auto Thrusters? Uh, the Interceptor. Oh, on the Interceptor. Okay. Does it come on anything else? I'm sure it's something uh, else. It's on the Silences as well. Yeah. No, I don't know if it'll be... Uh, interceptor only upgrade or whatever. Uh, it doesn't say that on the card. It just says auto thrusters standardized, whatever that means. Mm. Again, so replace your auto thrusters ability with sensitive controls during the system phase. You can do a red barrel roll or a boost. So <laughs> moving your reposition. Oh, oh, this is actually making me think. Could they be moving all some repositions into the system phase? Does standardized mean you have to put it on your ship? No, it's if you put it on one, you have to put the money on. Okay. So it's not. Although it is, it is interesting that they've come out with things like this that replaces the ship ability and stuff because it does mean they can change things down the line. Yeah. <coughs> That's a but, design space that I didn't see them playing in of changing ship abilities, but here they are doing it. Would you use this? Um. Maybe not not on an I six one. Um, is tune tier better with a pre move barrel or boost? Probably not. Or the I one's better. 
I mean, Sunte is good because he can double rear reposition and still get a token. Yeah. So he's not going to want this, but some of the other ones might. There's definitely something that's worth giving a go, I think, because I think Etters have shown, to a degree at least, that like system phase repositioning can be really strong. Um, yeah. It is. Obviously, losing the auto thrust the stings, but you know, it'd just be bonkers if they could do either, wouldn't it? Yes. I'd, I'd consider it on something if you can put it on like Kylo, because like he he can get away with you know just using his force for defense and doing a single reposition in his in his actual uh, action phase. It's yeah, but then you can just put like precog on Kylo and just do whatever you want. Yeah, but you have to spend a force for that. Yeah, true. This is going to make the system phase last forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm do, doing it in initiative order and player order and being like, oh, wait, no, you've repositioned over there, so I'm going to reposition over here instead. And I actually think all pre-moves should be done in the system phase. Yeah. It would be, rather uh, than like afterwards, because it's nonsense. If, if all pre-move stuff was in the system phase except for one pilot or two pilots, it would be fine, rather than all pre-move being at initiative, rather than one or two pilots being in the system phase. It just seems like it's backwards, but maybe yeah. they'll try to fix it. Who knows? Um, maybe so can always... It's definitely a nicer place to put it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, shall we move on to the next card? So we're onto the scum pack now. Um, so <laughs> they've got a new talent, Cutthroat. After a new friend, after a friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the cutthroat upgrade, you can remove one of your orange or red tokens, or recover a non-recurring charge on your ship card, or one of your equipped upgrade cards. So, uh, when one of your mates dies, you get to do something with a token. Seems mm. okay. No, I, that, that I don't like pretty neat. Things die. Like I don't like to plan for things to die unless it's a swarm. Um, yeah, that's just personal preference, though, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you could put this on what a M three A swarm. You could put it on things, anything involving reloading and tractor shenanigans. You can put it on. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a lot of potential uses. Um, but maybe it's a bit like Dead Man's Switch, which is that you'll see it when people are playing janky lists, but you won't really ever see it at the sharp end of a tournament. Um, but, I mean, seems good. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You if... can do some nonsense with the charges there. Like, it works presumably on uh, secondary weapon type upgrade cards. And obviously, mm. um, oh, what's that really annoying one that jams you that everyone seems to be running at the moment? Rich Polly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Chopper. Um, I know the one you mean. Fig, uh, fixed um, false transponder codes. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, the, there's stuff the there. Is, is with Scum, though, is they've already got Jabber. So they can kind of do that anyway. Yeah, but you've like... got to bring you've got to bring a party bus to bring a Jabber, don't you? Yeah, but party bus is cool. Yeah. That's my only argument on this. Party bus is cool, so you don't need to bring cutthroat. Doesn't matter. I don't think I've ever seen anyone run Jabber though. (laughs) Oh, there's somebody in Kyber. (laughs) There's somebody in Kyber running um, Jabber. Yeah, Jabber Lando, and I think it's a Sarge or Ketsu. Um, Yeah, it's a Sarge. 
they've all got false transponder codes and jabber and so like just every round they're just target locking jamming you and then shooting you with a target lock um oh, and that then jabber. yeah it's yeah. um it's one of those things where if you really lean into jabber you can just really lean into jabber and it's <laughs> yeah it's good fun um fun with a capital fun not for you next one oh here's a here's the upgrade that means we all have to buy the scum pack because it's a y-wing only i thought, I thought that's slot. a belly rub there it does it does say belly rub well <laughs> the, the, the first old dart card that somebody makes will say will say like tiefling belly rub or something can it have um, my picture on it and just you rub <laughs> <in> my belly <laughs> oh no uh uh tier tier fun belly run uh, you can perform special attacks even while at range zero of asteroids. While you defend, if you are at range zero of an obstacle, attack dice cannot be re-rolled. So crash over rocks and shoot people with torps? Maybe? You I mean, have to have a lot beforehand. Yeah. Um, I guess it's, it's okay. It, I mean, yeah, it could be incredibly overcosted, or it could be one point and then... You know, it would be everywhere because you know you don't run a Y wing without the ability to make a special attack. So, what counts as a special attack? Is that munitions? It doesn't include turrets, so it's I basically torps, isn't it? Turret counts if you put it on afterwards, doesn't it? It's know. just turrets that are included in the ship aren't classed as special. Yeah, I think I don't know. I could be wrong again. Some somebody will be shouting at their phone. About how stupid we are for not knowing what a standardized upgrade is. If you want to or... Rick on Facebook, he loves it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, message me and I'll give you his number. <laughs> I was about to confidently say you don't have my number, but I'm not sure you don't. So. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Cool. And then the, the next card, and I think it's the second to last one uh, before we can stop reading things out, um, is um, Padrick. Uh, he's an I3 uh, scum Y-Wing. After a friendly device that you have locked detonates... The hell? After a friendly device that you have locked detonates, each enemy ship at range not to one of that device gains a strain token. So you drop a device, then you move, then you lock the device... Then, as well as taking the effect of the bomb, they also take a strain token. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fine. I mean, that yes. sounds pretty good. You know, proton bomb someone and strain them. Yeah. No, you, you, you kind of, if some ships aren't going to want to turn around, are they? K turn around if they're strained. So, you know, you can really restrict what they're going to do the next turn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh... It's a bit like um, a mini Sabine, isn't it? Yeah. Just a different effect applied to a bomb drop. So that's neat yeah. enough. Like it'll appear in one of these scum, four ship scum squads. It'd be interesting on like a seismic or something like that because they could be next to the bomb and you're still managing to do something, you know, if they're not in range of the asteroid. Yeah. And it's called. Padrick. So. <laughs> Does it remind you of being at home? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, oh, the last card is Kanan Jarrus, who we already know what he does because it's got the same ability that he has already. Which what is... do you think about it, by the way? Ah, uh, he's not going to see play, is he? What about you, Alex? 
Um, like, were you joking, Rich? Well, <laughs> I think I also think Rich is wrong. I don't think that, like, if you're gonna put a, a, a support hawk in your scum squad, is he better than muxing people to zero or stealing all the tokens with Pylob? I don't know if he is. I think if you were going to put two in, you might look at putting him in as a second one. Um, but I don't think you would put him in as the one hawk that you want to put in. As a oh, I've spoken to some people that are very excited about running him with fangs. Yeah, I think he'd be good. Oh, I suppose if one of your attacks... Is this a really horrible speed bump? Of three. Yeah. Yeah. But I take your point about like there is definitely a choice to be made between him and Palob. <clears throat> I think he's going to work quite well in those sort of not quite AC lists, but like not the jousty swarmy lists, obviously. Um, so like Mux, it seems like he's better when you've got a lot of fire coming in, whereas this seems like it'll fill a, that kind of third ship spot in a kind of tooled up three ship list. Mm. There is a why not both argument. To have why not have Kanan and Palob in your list, and then... uh, you can only have one Moldy Crow. Yeah, Palob doesn't really need Moldy Crow, though, does he? It definitely helps. No, oh, but his ability is not firing arc based, so yeah, it is. But I thought Palob's was range too. Yeah, it's in arc as well. Oh, is it in arc? Is it? Oh, that that ability would just be nonsense. <laughs> I just thought it was range. I mean, too. it's bad enough as it is. <laughs> Shows how long it's been since somebody's actually put Palo on a table across from me. Yeah, since we've got Force and Calculate, he's not quite as powerful as he was. Yeah. It's probably good, because at the start of uh, 2.0, he was everywhere. With... Yeah. It's yeah, good. I don't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the um, that's the, the pack, that, um, the announcement that they've done so far. Um, so releasing... How good the paint jobs look when you can actually like you can see a proper good close um, high quality image. Yeah, those are still graphical renders though, so you know. Yeah, yeah, they still look cool though. <laughs> they'll, they'll still be you know, like three mil to the left because the production line <laughs> kind of got nudged away from people past it, you know. And uh, I for one am sad that the wiving engines aren't bolted on you know three inches too far up. Like, that, that, uh, that old yeah. <laughs> um, one for the version one players <laughs> i mean that that scum paint job looks really cool it's just yeah. a shame that scum y wings are a bit pants yeah i'm a bit disappointed with the imperial paint jobs because they do just look <laughs> like you know my my first repaint i'm just gonna get a, <laughs> gonna get a bit of crayon out and stick a bit of yellow <laughs> along the edges of the defender oh man i think they look really neat I like, I like. They, they look good, but they're not like something that you've not seen before. If that makes sense, where the scum ones are like a cool rescheme with like cool green flashes and like it's all grey and cool, and you know the rebels <laughs> are all like green and red, and it's all you know a bit different. And then it's just like oh, it's just a little grey ship with a bit of colour splashed on it. I think it's it's hard because obviously the other Imperial Ace pack, the Interceptors, look so much better. Or the red I one. The red one looks good. And same with the Defender. You've got, like, the red Defender. It's, it's hard to beat that. It could be really, you know, it might look better in person. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. So no should problem. we talk about some results? Yeah. 
Okay, so um, Kyber Cup. Uh, well, I think Tabletop To You is actually down at the minute, which might. I have um, got it up. Have you? Okay, yeah. I haven't. So um, I'll see if I can make it work. But um, so Kyber Cup came to an end. Um, uh, well, Swiss came to an end. Um, it was actually quite exciting. There was an awful lot of people he heading into the four and two category, um, looking to see if they could uh, if they could make cut. In the end, um, I didn't. Uh, got four and two, won my last game. Uh, thought that if I could 200 nil him, I stood a chance as it stood. Um, if I 200 nil him, I still would have been 100 MOV short from making cut. So um, in the end, uh, having figured that out, I jousted him and the game lasted less than 45 minutes <coughs> and was great fun because we both knew that irrespective of the outcome, we couldn't make cut. So we just had a laugh and joust, basically got our joust at each other and K turned and then just through dice until the game was finished um so it was good fun um i'd like to thank my opponents i don't know if any of them are listening i played six really good games um and really enjoyed it and thanks to scott for running a good event um in terms of sith taker interest um we do have to give credit where credit's due tom reed topped swiss uh he went six and oh with a uh resistance jousting five ship list so tom um, ran he had lieutenant bastion in the x-wing with integrated and jamming beam rose tycho nothing on a no upgrades and you've got finn with heroic and automated tiger priority uh, jess parver with foils and jamming beam and then just a red squadron expert with heroic um, s files and jamming beam it's a really strong list it's a very rich list it's a ridiculously <laughs> strong jousting list. Like it's the list I wish I'd taken instead of the the six ship resistance squad, because it just trades a couple of weaker pieces that I had for um, another T seventy, and the T seventies are the ships that do legwork. People are terrified of them, and rightly so, because um, they just don't die because they've got seven health and heroic or um, reroots from somewhere else. So Bastion's filthy, isn't he? When he works, especially he works. in that list, because he's firing later on in the initiative cycle yeah everything in that list can get access to double mods somehow um, <laughs> i think apart from the red squadron who has to rely on blanking out first time to count as having double mods but <laughs> yeah um yeah it's a really good list and obviously tom's a very good player um and he's he's topped swiss by a stunk in like 100 no about 30 something movs uh, over the guy that came second um so yeah well done to tom the other sith taker that's in cut is liam uh, Liam Baker or Ian Barker? Ah, uh, yeah, Ian. Now I know you're talking. Ian about. Barker, um, <laughs> who's flying his God bless him, um, who uh, who did four and two but made cut, um, which was only just because he lost one of his games on a coin flip during the grand um, TTS exploded um, period. He was in the middle of playing a game and it all crashed out and they couldn't fill it. Uh, they couldn't finish it, so um, the judges said, "We'll just do a coin flip." because both of you sound like you believed that you were going to be able to win the game. Um, and uh, so he lost the coin the coin toss. Um, but fortunately, well, MOV was good enough. Um, in to... fairness to Ian, he actually, he actually said that he would take the final salvo. Yeah. And his opponent said, well, that's not really fair, because the game is still like a 50-50 point. And he had like more ships on the table. So yeah. they took the coin toss. So yeah, credit to both of them, really. Yeah, like, it wasn't it wasn't a nice situation, and they they figured it out in as best a way as they could, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's flying um, Zam 
Wessel with loaded out, uh, Grievous with title, and Chertek with um, its snare. Oh, that sounds so, terrifying. Yeah, it's nasty, isn't it? It's his own. It's his own homebrew, and it's uh, it's surprised a lot of people. But he's putting an awful lot of thought into his games. We talked about it on a previous episode. He's really like properly doing his homework on the other lists and like devising approaches and turn zeros and all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, because... I played him a couple of times in the various leagues, and it, yeah, it showed. <laughs> yeah, if you want to beat Liam, though, just play him on stream because what he does is on just... stream. <laughs> Yeah, just play him on stream because he can't play on stream. That's it's the the on, the only way to beat Liam. I think. Oh, that's also my weakness. Like, I wonder <laughs> if it would cancel out and it would just be a normal game. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> I, I, I know Ian will listen to this, and I want to remind him that I beat him with that. I beat that list with him two times on the bounce, um, and I just want him to be a little bit sad. <laughs> um, so we're just gonna we're not gonna go through the whole of cut because there's 64 people. We're just gonna call out the the six and O's. So there was only six of them. So obviously Tom um, went six and O with the resistance jousting list. Um, Maxime Clerg went six and O, came second. Uh, flying is it five or six um, tie bombers with six. ion corps and uh, or ion Trace. missiles and proton torpedoes and all sorts of horrible yeah. stuff. So it's it's. One with ion and thermals, then you've got tracers, ion bomblet, ion got all sorts, ion missiles, concussion missiles, delayed fuses, ion and concussions, a tracer. Some that's nonsense. That is how, that's how like, many how many bombers is? Is it five? Uh, six. So it's six bombers with a mixed bag of yeah munitions and bombs. Yeah, Ugh. and the bombers built in pilot ability. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. A combination of iron and bombs is. Ugh. Everyone forgets that the bombers can drop with a one bank. Oh, nimble bomber, so good. I played two bombers for ages and forgot to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a pure efficiency list, isn't it? But it's beating the other pure efficiency lists because in the first engage, you're trading, but he's trading you plus ironing you. Where you're maybe taking one of his five ships off or six ships off, he's left with five, and now you're ioned. And then um, he bombs you to death. Yeah, and then he jumps over the top of you, bombs you to death, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely fun. the scariest tracer list I've seen. I think. Yeah, he's um, so well done. Uh, well done to Maxim. Uh, yep. Then uh, Manish Folhaber Tharlin apparently is his jolly part nickname. I recognise um, that last name. Tharlin, yeah, he's uh, yeah. he plays on Hexoiled a lot. Does he? Um, I think so. Um, he's flying, I think, Imperial Aces. I think he's got Echo. Yeah, so he's got Whisper, Duke, Fifth Brother, Stealth Device, Vader, Fire Control, and Duchess with nothing on it. And 197, not even a massive bid. So he must have flew well. Uh, he's the guy who was 5 0 that Ollie beat on stream. No, you can't. No, can't because he went 6 and that. No, I saw I saw him playing his last game on stream. But I Did he beat Ollie? No, no, he played against a uh, a guy who uh, was flying s- some scum thing. I can't remember what it is now. But yeah, I saw him playing it on stream, and everybody kind of went, "That Vader looks a bit like he's just going to die because he's not got afterburners to cheese it on the turns where he's going to get caught." <laughs> um, but obviously not because he's gone six and zero. So he's doing something right. Uh, so, yeah, decent. It's a decent triple aces squad. 
Um, I know that um, Dom from Farcast and obviously Ollie have had success with very similar lists. So um, Ollie's just decided that three ships is too much. He's just going to go with two instead. Yeah, he's just going to have to. <laughs> um, so next one, and something that I actually like about this is that there's actually a really good variety in the in the top in the six lists that have gone six and zero. Oh. Uh, there's two uh, two imperialists, uh, two galactic empire, but then one resistance, one first order, one scum and villainy, and one galactic republic. So there's a good spread um, of lists. So this one's uh, first order. Um, so Scout Collins, have you got Just, a list there, Ben? Yeah, but his nickname is Burning Stick. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know what it is, but I love it. So <laughs> he's got no upgrade cards whatsoever. So he's got Kylo. He's got Backdraft, he's got Scorch, he's got Lieutenant Reeves, and then just an Epsilon Squadron Cadet. Okay. So he's just gone off the pilot abilities. Um, obviously, this... I mean, Scorch is good, and he's the take stress, roll an extra dice. Uh, Kylo's just Kylo, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good list. Backdraft's good as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that Kez from Steel City flew something very similar to this for a long time. Yeah, he had the the ship in there that takes the stress away as well. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. I, I believe it was in the final of the knockout event that we ran. Yeah. But I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so well done to him. Uh, my tabletop TOs crashed again. Bad okay. uh, mine, mine's up and I've just not left so um, I mean that that's an interesting list in the fact that it is literally just relying on pilot abilities uh, I quite like that it's very simple, easy to set up in real life yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then we've got Rob Sivert I think, sorry I've butchered names C- I'm not very C- good I'm not really very good at reading in general, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've got really bad dyslexia, so I'm not the best of it. Um, so this is uh, your you cartel spacer swarm with Cerasu. Tractor beams um, on, two, on four of them. Got a tracer thread on one of them, and then Cerasu's got elusive shield upgrade and tracer threads as well. That's horrible. How many points do you reckon the uh, M3As are going up next change? Oh, I hope they go up more than I than I think they will. Um, there, it, it's the the three the three green swarms are just they're just so hard to play against, and the ships are so cheap individually that it's just it's difficult to it's difficult to summon up the enthusiasm for the game if somebody slaps down that number of three green ships across from you. How many is that? Is it six or seven? I think that's uh, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, six. Oh, that's, well, marginally better, I suppose. Oh, uh, yeah, agreed. Who is a defensive reroll? Yeah, yeah, that just makes it so much more aggravating, doesn't it? Like the yeah. playing the Malara Swarm for a bit. Like there was definitely rounds where I, I should have lost the ship and very much didn't, just because I kept rolling evades. Like it didn't happen often, and it's not like a reliable strategy, but. God, it's annoying when you're on the wrong side of it. I mean, it is definitely a, a good strategy. It's just roll better. True. It definitely works. <laughs> it, does, it does work very well. When it works, it works, right? But yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly think that they're going to try and push these swarms out a little bit now because we've had the swarm meta for quite a while. 
Yeah, like there doesn't really seem to be anything that's like uh, sort of like really good against all of the swarms all of the time. Like the aces, like do have quite a good game against them, obviously, but it seems like it's still very much a game. And if the aces have game, but you have to be half half decent with aces as well, don't? Yeah, I guess that explains like why there's so much uh, whisper popping up again. Yeah. So obviously, Whisper is excellent against swarms. Echo as well. There's a few people actually playing Echo, which is yeah. a ship you've not seen. But Echo is better than Whisper against swarms because her movement is so difficult to track. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people have been running basically Ollie's Worlds list, but with um, Echo in the place of um, Whisper. Yeah, and it works in the current meta environment, which is sorry, competitive environment. Um, which is a, a bit of a strange place anyway, because, you know, if you organize an online tournament, you can get, you know, 40 players or eight players or suddenly find out that you've got a 192 person event. Um, <laughs> like, like, like the current Sith Taker Cup. It's like, oh, it's uh, it's quite big then, is it? This is um, the biggest one that we've done. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's it's free and there might be a prize for the winner if we get around to sorting it out. Um, I mean, I've already requested something. I'm working on it. Oh, fantastic. Good. <laughs> Spoil that later then. Um, yeah, well, we'll see if I get them or not. We're, we're working on it. What's uh, the. I'm sorry, the... I missed the sign up now. <laughs> it's a one a week. You wouldn't have liked it. He likes one a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like, the other one's not running at the moment, is it? No. No, nope. we're on a brief hiatus from that to run this before we go back to that again. Yeah. So <laughs> I know I need to start sorting that out again. No, you don't. Let's, You've let's got go. weeks. I know, but I like to be organised. <laughs> um, so what's the last list? It's Mr. Bartosh himself. Um, I've actually played him with this list. It's a really good list. And really, he, he should have beat me, but he didn't quite get out of arc and I managed to shot a ship and that won me the game. Um, but it is uh, Obi-Wan in the Delta 7 with Sense... Uh, R2A6 and calibrated laser targeting and he's got uh, Anakin in the ETA with brilliant evasion marksmanship, auto blaster uh, R7A7 which is the crit droid uh, and stealth device and then he's just got Rick Olay with the um, uh, R2 astromech So he did have Predator on Rick but he dropped it to increase his bid Oh yeah he did have Predator on Okay, when we played yeah, yeah. So not, I, don't, not, I only know that because... he didn't do the right bid because it's one eight seven rather than one eight. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only I only know that because the um, rookie one, one of the organisers of the Kyber Cup, has been doing um, extensive Twitch streams about the uh, the matchups and like the high the high scoring lists and you know the the cut and he's done like nearly three hours worth of. Um, I think yesterday they did a, a Twitch stream for three hours where they went through. The top sixty-four pairings and like, oh, that's cool. Like said, who they thought was going to win and like discussed the lists and what had changed and all sorts of stuff. So um, it's quite interesting watching people who've made cut going and listening to the bit that they're discussed in and then going, "Oh well, they think I'm losing." It's a bit of a funny one with it being a, a weekly, but it's uh, they, they've actually they've escalated the cut, so it's um, like I think the first round they've got five days to play it, but after that you've got um it's like three days um including one weekend day to to play a cut game um so they're 
that they don't want it dragging on for another seven weeks or whatever. So they're going to try and get it done in the next three, and then we'll see what happens from there. I think really what this cut shows is that we really need to nerf Bartosh and Tom because they keep going undefeated. (laughs) Isn't it it funny how, despite what everybody says about, you know, variants in version two and, you know, it's not as much of a game and all this kind of stuff, you still see the same players and they're still hitting the same scores and the same cuts. So, you know, Ollie has made cut. He's gone... I think he went five and one in the end. Um, terrible MOV, but with Ray Poe, but he's he's in cut. Bartosz is That's you know, six and zero. Oh. Um, Tom's in cut um, with a six and zero. Oh, you know, and you look down the list of the people that have made cut, and it's the names that you would expect to see in there. So, you know, Tom just... and Bartosz are very very consistent players, though, aren't they? Like, yes. it always does impress me that they're always up there. You know, going five and one, six and zero, oh, because it's it is hard to go under. Uh, any event, never mind one with like, what is it, 400 people? Yeah. Yeah, 413 people. I mean, that, that takes some doing. That. Yeah. I think, I mean, we've we've spoken to Tom about it before, and there's other players that are kind of like that, where I think they just see the game in a different way, like how they actually view, think, conceptualize, and plan when they're playing games is just different to, to me. And like... Um, you know, when you play a game against somebody like Tom, somebody like Bartos, somebody like, you know, Jack Mooney or, um, you know, those people that have just smashed games up, you kind of just think, no, I, if, if I beat you here, it's because your green dice have crapped out or I've got really lucky or I've just managed to pull that one move that surprised you. Um, because, like, I've watched, I think it was Tom playing a game and he was just saying, well, this move's obvious. And I was like, is it? It was like, it was obvious you were going to too hard away there. I was like, was it? I like, I, I thought of that like after five minutes of pondering moves and I went, oh, that would be good. That might catch you on the hop. And it was like, it was like, no, it was obvious you were going to do that. And I was like, but for four and a half minutes, I had a one straight dialed in and then I changed it. How did you know? And he was like, well, it was obvious. And I was like, ah, just makes no sense. Um, but yeah, so like th- this is what I'm battling against while trying to go better than 4-2 is when you go 4-0 in a tournament or whatever, you suddenly start coming up against players like, you know, like those guys like Rasta, like, you know, Simeon and that kind of thing when you hit rooms um, with people of that calibre playing in them. Like yourself, Alex, I should say. Um, oh, and, I d- uh... don't know if that counts anymore, but thanks. <laughs> I don't know if it ever counted, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> You rolled better once, it just happened to be at Worlds. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever played a proper game against Alex. We've had like we had like random fun games at Worlds, but nothing serious. No, I never played a tournament game. No. Like one day. No, I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't I don't go to as many tournaments though. But yeah, it'll be fun. Anyway, um so oh, the last thing just, we wanted... just before we leave the um the Kyber Cup, just a shout out to uh, Fabian because he went five and zero. Oh, he's top of the five and one. Sorry, um, I, I like Fabian, so I just wanted to give him a little shout out. <laughs> oh, there was one other person that we should give um, heartfelt and serious commiseration to, who was the person who finished sixty fifth and was tied on MOV with Ashok, who finished sixty fourth oh, um, and lost out on cut to. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Strength of schedule. Yeah, strength of schedule by like about ten percent on the strength of schedule. So, so uh, Ashok was not point five, and Hugo Bosk. 
was there 0.44? <laughs> Not what his mum calls him. Does <laughs> <laughs> he call him Bosky? <laughs> uh, but that does that does mean that Tom's playing Ashok in the next round, so that'll be interesting because Ashok's running regular. Oh, well. yeah. So that, I'd like to watch that. Just like there's no that. chance of that being on stream, though, is there? Let's be no. honest. Tom doesn't play on stream. He turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> a little small no, pumpkin. Pump, pumpkin's too big. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um, so the last thing um, we're going to talk about very, very briefly is that the Sith Taker um, sequel has uh, has just gone live. Um, so we're currently in the stage of playing first round games. Um, Alex, you had just mentioned you didn't get signed up for it, so we're not going to dwell on it for too long. But 193 players, was it, Ben? Uh, I can't remember. Something, Something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. It actually astonishes me that it happens, but I guess you get this, um, you get like a groundswell of people who just kind of go, oh, there's this big tournament, and it's just kicking off at the right time. Um, so a load of people have signed up for it, and a bunch it, of... It also helps that we've run quite a few now. You know, we've run the league... Um... So, so people, people are in the like the Discord already. They see it, they jump in. So, no, it's, I'm really grateful for it. It's the um, it's the runners up cup for the um, people that didn't make the turn. Uh, the <laughs> cup, cup Kyber. Kyber, yeah. It's like, oh, well, I haven't made cup for Kyber, so I guess I'll play on that one. Um, so but... while we're on that, um, obviously, me and Rich are both in it. Um, what what list have you taken, Rich? Uh, I wanted to try out something a bit different while familiar, so I've taken Venny. Oh, yeah, what's that? I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, but um, <laughs> instead of doing my old build, I've taken Advanced Sensors and um, a bunch okay. of uh, a bunch and ATP and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and I've got Flying Support, Nimi, Turin, and Bastion, so they're all I2s. What well, Nimi do? Um, so Nimi's the one who gets broadside's ability when she's shooting people that are higher initiative than her if she's focused okay um so you can turn a blank to a focus so i put m9g8 on her lock venny with that and then put underslung blaster on her so that venny gets another turret arc um that she'll never use for anything other than giving venny an extra focus on his defense <laughs> dice and then bastion also has underslung blaster and an r3 and the idea is that bastion can if anybody can make use of underslung blaster cannon it's lieutenant bastion um, <laughs> but what I'm fully expecting to happen, and, and the only bombs I've got on the Venny is bomblet generator because I haven't got enough points. But I just wanted to run something that was different to my normal kind of um, loadout of trajectory simulator and everything like that. So I've taken Trad Sim off. So um, it's all really about just um, trying to joust people at I2 and see if they're stupid enough to do it. Um, Absolutely. I mean, with Venny, the, the thing is with Venny is that the biggest thing he does to damage is shooting that big three dice gun, isn't it? Yeah. The, the bombs aren't really what win your games, like, unless it's against swans, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the, interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a Venny without a Tragism. Yeah, I haven't, but now he sort of said it, it kind of makes a bit of sense to me. Mm. I, I'm not convinced he's going to be as good a as good as the other version, but I just wanted to try something a bit different. And ultimately, because I can change lists after two rounds, I can switch to something better or something different if I'm not enjoying it. So I, I do like the advanced sensors as well. That that makes you a bit you know, your dial's freer, isn't it? Yeah, it was um Andreas Tolman, um he's a, a Austrian guy who I talked to in a, a couple of other channels. Um he was talking about um 
I can't remember what tournament it was in, but he came up against a Venny cat build and he was like, it's advanced sensors Venny. And he just, you can't block him because he's got advanced sensors and he never does red moves because he just bumps deliberately. He does advanced yes. sensors, double focus and then bumps and then just shoots people and double taps and, you know, page rotates around the place and, you know, it's just shooting all over the place and it's, you know, two, two dice attacks. Um, but, you know, they eventually go through. And I was like, ah. <laughs> but I don't like I don't like cat. I didn't like that side of it. So I thought I'd stick um the two T seventies next to her. Um an M nine G eight's an amazing card. So yeah. So that's what I'm flying. What are you flying? So I've just gone for double decimators. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I don't think it's like anything immediately good, but I, I you know I do like a decimator. Just memeing um, it up. Yeah, I'm gonna fight for mid table mediocrity. <laughs> um, that's so, continuing your tradition of not winning your own events yeah you can't win your own events it's disgraceful otherwise I definitely would if it wasn't mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never, never, so, go full, never go full Colin Brown <laughs> no and Tim <laughs> um, ironically they were running uh, decimators in that one but no it's, um, it's Rack uh, what's it got Dauntless Vader, I think it's got shield upgrade, and then it's what's the other one called? Oiken, Oiken, yeah, Oiken with thermals. Uh, he's got something else, can't remember. Intimidation, intimidation, and shield, I think, because he's the one who can shoot you when he's rammed into you, isn't he? Yeah, uh, the, the main point of the list is I've got a shed load of health, let's throw some dice. What are you gonna do about it? Please don't give me hull breach. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get hull breach eventually. It's just the way with decimators. If you lose, you get hull breach. If you win, you don't get hull breach. <laughs> <laughs> right. there's, there's only two of them. What's the chance of you getting one on each decimator as the first damage card that they take? What, what are the I, chances? When I was flying Han, like, I always got the, um, what's it, the one where you roll one less defense dice. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've lost this game now. <laughs> it's ge- genuinely that damage card is the reason why Jack started putting Chewbacca crew on his hands <laughs> instead of Kanan. It was like less force point and having to not fly over debris is fine because because you know I can manage that. I can't manage just flipping structural damage every single turn. God bless. <laughs> All right, I think we've um, we've started to run out of things to to chat about. So. Um, in light of it being the 186th episode, um, it's just a quick shout out again to um, the guys down in the south uh, and that squadron. I know Lloyd and Paul Fullon are putting out some content at the minute. They're doing the Bad Batch the bad. and Veteran Instinct. Is that right, Alex? Yep. Um, I think they are mostly doing Bad Batch at the moment and VI kind of has been on the back burner, but like they're pretty much putting out a game a week. Um, and like, although you know, it's the same squadron and all that, but it's generally some of the best commentary I've seen, so it's definitely worth checking out. It's like really good stuff. Yeah, um, very... they get some really excellent players on and they sort of talk about their sort of decision making and stuff in like a lot of detail. Like, I've, I've watched a bunch and I've learned a lot myself, so yeah, very well recommended. So, the bad Which is batch why is none the... Are on. <laughs> yeah, wow, you should have got them on, really, but stuck with they... me instead. Or... <laughs> yeah, we know you. <laughs> so, the, the whole thing with the bad batch is they take a list that's finished poorly in a tournament 
Um, I don't know how they decide what they choose, um, but um, just still looking at your list. Yeah, I was going to say um, I would take that as a as a badge of honor if one of my lists got picked. Um, but yeah, no, they've um, they pick a, a list that's done badly somewhere, and then they give it to a good player and see if they can make it work. Um, and then yeah, talk through the decisions. So yeah, cool. Um, well, thank you for coming on, Alex. Um, I hope that you and uh, Jasper and James and whoever else it is that's um, not currently doing the One Eight Six podcast um, start back up again because um, that'll be awesome. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been really fun. It's been nice to chat X-Wing again after such a long break. Um, and I can't remember if I said this when we were before we started or at the beginning, but like we haven't like given up entirely. It's just scheduling's been a bit of a nightmare. Like James has pretty much stopped playing because he's got like a serious job now. Uh, Jesper's just had a kid um, and Paul and Lloyd have been really busy with the VI and the Bad Batch. So like just don't have as much free time, sadly. Um, but soon, hopefully, TM. As, as you said, so crazy at a period where we're all sitting at home with nothing to do. Shed yeah, exactly. It's, it's really, mad, really hard. But... <laughs> did did but you want to do any other excuses I've given will sort of go some way to justifying it. Did you want to do any other shout outs or are you happy with, with where you've got to? Well, um, I mean, I would have, um, like, given a plug for uh paul and lloyd's show they are doing really good things um obviously the sort of other 186 guys um and yeah sorry to you guys for having me instead of someone that knows what they're talking about better but thank you for having me it's been fun yeah, but you've got awesome. the calming voice and look like fuzzy bear uh <laughs> thanks <laughs> i think <laughs> 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 um, I'm gone now. <laughs> I've I've got a shout out anyway. Um, I just want to thank everyone again for um, entering the tournament. I really didn't expect so many people, and also uh, just thank the One X Six guys for the tournament tracker that they usually run because that's sort of like a really useful thing. Does, oh, does are we still doing with online stuff. I mean, not at the moment, but we're not playing real stuff. But usually, uh, that was that it's... sort of became my job at one point, and I it's was like posting in the groups, and then sort of stopped when the tournament stopped and I didn't really think to do it with online stuff. My bad. <laughs> I don't think it's the same, is it? But No, I used it a lot. I... Yeah. I think Ben's just cut out. And Anybody who does anything for the benefit of the whole community needs to be um, applauded and rewarded. So donate to Yasby, donate to TTO, donate to anybody. And if you want to donate to launch the podcast, bay as well, everyone always forgets launch bay and launch bay. That's right. Launch bay is the best. <laughs> yeah, your your sound just disappeared for me. I don't know if it was for everybody else, Ben, but for like oh, about about twenty seconds, you just disappeared. Um, Did you get me talking about the tournament tracker? Yes, yeah. a little bit. It's all good. About I jumped time. I jumped in and covered it. Don't worry. Oh, all good. right. <laughs> um, so uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. So uh, thank you very much again, Alex. Thank you. Uh, cheers from Ben. Cheers. And a ta-da from me. Bye-bye.